You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Guests for this upcoming week, Vincent Trocek of the Carolina Hurricanes. I can't wait to talk to him. I want to know his thoughts on where they're ranked going into the season. We'll talk about opening week in the NHL. Vincent Trocek of the Carolina Hurricanes. It's another episode of the Rod Peterson Show. Dive in with your comment now. Welcome to a brand new week, everybody. We are back in the bunker, and uh, as the intro's rolling, I'm informed we're back on Facebook today. Thanks! After a week off. How about that? I I, I didn't know. Uh, As I just tweeted, YouTube only, because we're preempted on Game Plus. I don't know. I just sit here and talk. That's what I do. RP, back in the bunker. Thanks. Can I host the show? Thanks. Darren uh, <laughs> DuPont is here, DD, and this is the warm-up for E. Cole Electric, and uh, welcome home. Gobble, gobble. Thank you. It's freezing here. I was Freezing. I, I was thinking that this morning when I woke up, and I, and I went to get to the car, and I'm like, it says it's minus four degrees outside. Right. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the day he's back, and it's minus four so I knew, I knew we'd have some damage control to do today. I had to switch over uh, from Fahrenheit to Celsius. But for all our American friends, and trust me, you are here for the hockey talk, and we'll get it to you in moments. But it is 32 degrees Fahrenheit here in the sweatpants capital. And they talk about this far-off land when I was down in South Florida, where the hockey players come from, where the temperature dips below Zero, which I think is 32 Fahrenheit, actually. That's exactly what we are today. It's freezing. And I'm like, yeah, guys, listen, if you leave your coffee in your console of your car overnight in the winter, it'll freeze like a rock. It happened. They're like, no. <laughs> well, yeah. Why do you live there? I don't know. They've, it's home. They've heard of remote start, command start for the vehicle, but that's to get the air conditioning pumping before they get into the car. Not to thaw the... I had to scrape the window That's a thing. 
That's a thing. Well, uh, we got some tremendous guests on the program today. Nice work by producer Clark on this one. We got Buck Martinez, the best broadcaster in the majors right now. And I'm not joking. You all know that's how I feel. Big fan of Bucky. Buck Martinez, former Blue Jays skipper. Uh, and, of course, current color guy on television, Buck Martinez, will be with us to talk about the MLB playoffs, the Blue Jays season. And that's an hour one. And an hour two, Vincent Trocek of the Carolina Hurricanes live will be joining us to talk about the season, talk about a promotion he's got coming up here next month. Very excited. I will get to your comments. I appreciate everybody chiming in. But this is the warm-up for Ecold Electric where we talk, not you. So can we hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan? <laughs> I'm trying to be positive today. I'm positive that I can't believe they're still wearing masks everywhere and you got to show vaccination proof and negative cognitive tests to go work out, go sit in a coffee shop. Where the hell am I? Oh, it's Canada, sir. Got it. Number one, John Gruden. Oh, boy. This started... What, late last week and over the weekend? Uh, Well, uh, let me just, for those that don't know, here's the Associated Press story. I will read it. John Gruden has resigned as coach of the Las Vegas Raiders after emails he sent before being hired in 2018 contained racist, homophobic, and misogynistic comments. Gruden released a statement Monday night saying, I've resigned as head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. I love the Raiders and do not want to be a distraction. Thank you to all the players, coaches, staff, and fans of Raider Nation. I'm sorry I never meant to hurt anyone. I initially thought, because I have seen how this goes down, that somebody was trying to deliberately take down John Gruden. And then we dig a little further. We learn a little more that this was the investigation into the Washington football team where they were investigating team emails going back a decade that snared Gruden in this net. You now know this, right? This wasn't anybody saying, oh, I got these emails that I'm going to take Gruden down. The investigators were going through all the emails. It was Bruce Allen, right? One of the top Washington guys. Through his emails, Gruden's saying this? What? Now, Am I shocked that he's no longer the coach of the Las Vegas Raiders? Absolutely not. Um, This stuff, this Me Too, if that's what we're calling it, I don't know. Just politically correctness. This is not politically correct. He can't be the coach of the football team. But let me just say this. Stephen A. Smith, a black man whom I love on ESPN, says I don't want him to see him lose his job. His punishment will be walking into that locker room with half full of black men and having to face them. He didn't even get that opportunity. He didn't. He, he resigned. And so the NFL was aware of this going back a while. They waited for the Raiders to do the right thing, the Davis family that owns the team, and they didn't do the right thing. And it got forced into John Gruden resigning today. So my point, do I feel bad for John Gruden? No, because it doesn't, it sounds like he's still the same guy. But I'm not going to sit here and wave my finger because I used to be that guy making stupid terms emails. I'm sitting there going, bad week to be a head coach of an NFL team between John Gruden and uh, Urban Meyer. Like, how dumb can you be? This is dumb stuff in both of their cases and both self-inflicted. And in the case of John Gruden resigning, I don't know if he'll ever coach again. I can't think he'll ever be on television again. He had the huge endorsement deal with Hooters restaurants, if you recall. Hooters ain't going to touch him anymore. Because people are going to go, I'm not going to that restaurant if they endorse this guy. So he had to quit now because I still think he is that guy. Now he'll have the opportunity to 
repair himself as a human being. And who knows if, if he'll ever get co- uh, a job again coaching or on the air. But he had to go. That's my take today. I completely agree with you. And I think you nailed it when you said he's still that guy. Now, I don't know John Gruden, so I can't say if he is or he isn't. Mm-hmm. But I think he is. Mm-hmm. He has to be. Because I think if John Gruden is not that guy, he still has his job today. Because we could, if we're going to go back and dig up stuff from 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 years ago, there's a lot of people going to lose their jobs. Right? Sure. But for me, it's more about who are you today? And, you know, as opposed to, you know, have you grown and learned from your mistakes? And I think when they're doing their due diligence, they know the kind of guy that John Gruden is. And I think if he had known that he had made mistakes in these emails and the way he communicated, if he had known that some of this thinking about gay NFL players and female referees and all of that was wrong, then... He would be a different guy. The Raiders would be confident he's a different guy. The NFL would be confident that he's grown and changed. And there'd be people in his corner saying, no, 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 you got this wrong. Yes, he's he not made that a mistake, guy. but yeah. I'm not that guy. Nobody's come out and defended him and said, he's not that guy today and he made a mistake. He's only realizing the mistake now and that behavior, I'm sure, has continued. Maybe not in emails, but phone calls, text messages, team meetings. So there's a reason why nobody's jumping to his defense and that's why he's not doesn't have a job anymore because he hasn't changed. We got a lot to cover today, and it's going to be Moose and I for the first two segments before we bring in Buck Martinez in segment three because we wanted to spend some significant time on this, but I also want to get to the hockey. But the, the thing with Gruden, the one thing, we've been watching coverage on ESPN this morning, all morning. Actually, is that the Game Plus TV sound? I left the sound up. Okay, we'll get that. It's on me. It's my bad. But we, from the lobby, I hear the television on, and we're preempted from Game Plus TV at least today, maybe all week. So you can at least find us on Facebook and YouTube. But anyways, the thing with Gruden, it's like, how can you be so stupid? It's like Urban Meyer. How could you be so stupid as the coach of an NFL team to have this woman grinding in your lap in a bar? How do you have the time? But they can be that stupid. That's the thing. They're mm-hmm. not necessarily geniuses just because they're NFL head coaches. What scares me, though... Because what I've heard a lot of with the Gruden stuff is you can think it, you just can't say it. Um, Thinking this stuff isn't good either, right? If you're in a position of power, which John Gruden is, but you're not hiring somebody because he's black, you're not drafting somebody because he's gay, just because you don't put it into an email doesn't make it right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So a guy like Gruden, well, he is what he is. He's exposed now. The real scary ones to me are the people that are thinking it and they're still discriminatory, but they just keep it to themselves. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I'm not hiring this person because they're gay, but I'm not going to tell anybody that. I'm not going to put it in an email. All of that behavior needs to end. And I was thinking about women in broadcasting now, and there are so many of them on the air. A lot of them are pretty darn good. I'm sitting back going, I don't mind this. Their analysis is good. They know what they're talking about. That's all that I want. Ten years ago, that wouldn't have been me. That's the point. I have changed. I hope Gruden has the opportunity to change because I wasn't a lot different from that guy. And uh, do I feel sorry for him, though? No, because I still think that he is that guy. That's, right. the, that's the biggest difference in all of this is that, you know, there's not a lot of evidence out here to, to say that he has changed and has grown and that he's not that guy. If you can just say, hey, that was 10 years ago. I've learned from that. I've dealt with it. You know, all of these other things. 
Um, I mean, he's got a gay player in his locker room right. in Vegas. So, yeah, I, I don't feel bad for either. And I've been a John Gruden fan. I thought his analysis was entertaining. I thought as a coach, he was pretty smart. I, I liked watching him on the hard knocks. I thought he's an entertaining guy. But I'm not really a big fan anymore now. Well, I know for sure. Anyways, that's a lot of time on the first point. So we will move on. Um, you are more than welcome to chime in with your comments, however, and the boys will put them on the screen from the back. The warm-up is brought to you by E-Cold Electric. Our annual fall promotion sale is on now with special pricing on hundreds of in-stock items. E-Cold Electric, let's get to work. Their fall promotion sale. Did I mention how cold it is out there? I was driving down Victoria Avenue, by the way. All the leaves are gone. I'm like, I completely missed the golden yellow, beautiful leaves of one of the most beautiful streets in the country, Victoria Avenue. I'm okay with it based on where I was. I'm just saying I missed it all. Moving on. Yeah, just on. Yes. Quickly. I went to Deer Valley for one final round of golf. How was it? The most beautiful place in the fall with the golden leaves. I bet. That place is a treat and it's in great condition. Point two, point two, opening night in the National Hockey League. If I could, the ESPN music for the NHL, I'm trying to remember what it is. I thought I tweeted the poll. Oh, I did. I just didn't pin it. There we go. I am pinning the poll. It is opening night. It's a doubleheader on ESPN and Sportsnet here in the Great White North. Here's my prediction. The Tampa Bay Lightning home to the Sidney Crosby-less Pittsburgh Penguins. That's the first game, followed by the, the uh, Seattle Kraken at the Vegas Golden Knights. It's going to be a couple of whitewashes tonight. It's going to be a couple of road kills. Tampa Bay and Vegas will both win by three goals or more. Write it down. Okay. Especially with Sid. Sid's making a trip. He's going in at Tampa. But not playing for the Penguins tonight. And the Lightning are going to raise another banner with a full arena. And they're going to kick the dog snot out of the Penguins, who are who we thought they were. Old, broken down, and they're not what we thought they were years ago. They ha- I, that, in my opinion. What, that's what we think of Pittsburgh. And we're going to be, ca- you know, yep. fog. Our brain's going to be foggy with that nostalgia of Latang, Malkin, and Crosby. No, they're, they're not playing. So, you're right. It might be... Uh, the Penguin fans I talk to think that this is the year they, they regress big time. And there are a lot of those Penguins fans around here, and I think that's just because of their long, deep spring runs. Speaking of that, the Vegas Golden Knights have taken that over with long, deep spring playoff runs. The Canada's team, the Vegas Golden Knights, I should be wearing my hat too. I see Reed Johnson is uh, watching from Best Made Videos in the Mark Cast, that football podcast out of Seattle. He's driving to Vegas right now, watching the show. So let's just talk about this game for a second. Clearly, I got a pretty good idea how the Vegas Golden Knights think, because I know those guys very well, known them a long time. And I think... Without having spoken to them, just knowing them well enough, they've been listening to this cracking stuff getting crammed down their throats for the last at least year, maybe two years. Most jersey sales, most merchandise sales, first this hiring, first that hiring, first this, first that. They haven't even pissed a drop, as my friend Perry Shockey would say, as a hockey franchise. And it's just they're all that. And here's the Vegas Knights sitting here. Beginning year five, they've been in the conference final three times out of their four years of existence, and I think they're tired of it. Tired of listening to how great the Seattle Kraken are in their climate control arena. Oh, great. 
It's going to get ugly tonight, folks. Plus, they had Philip Grubauer's number in the playoffs last year when he was with Colorado. I just think the Vegas Golden Knights are going to pulverize them. I really do. They've been through a lot of stuff with the Marc-Andre Fleury trade and, well, the Marc-Andre Fleury trade and the Robin Lanner stuff. It's just it's time to go out and take it out on somebody. The Seattle Kraken are going to actually be the uh, crash test dummy at T-Mobile Arena tonight. Write it down. Okay. Yeah, I can, I can, I can see that for sure. I mean, Mark Giordano now, the, the captain of the, uh, the Kraken. So they've got good leadership in place. So I don't think they're going to be a complete disaster. I think they'll be okay. I really do. Um, but where are you if you're the Kraken? Is this, you know, your very first game as a franchise? I mean, officially. It's on the road. It's not the home opener. I could right. see them getting a little shell-shocked. I really could. And then having their big coming-out party when they're finally at home back in Seattle. That's when I could see the Kraken having their coming out party. But it'll be fun to watch. I'm really curious. Kevin Olenek watching on YouTube says, Rod, I think you are underestimating the Kraken. I see Vegas Golden Knights winning, but not by three. Hey, it's all about predictions right now. We all have opinions. We all have belly buttons. Some of them stink. But that's what makes what we do here fun. Uh, And by the way, I was telling the boys here before the show that Chris Berman, big hockey fan, ESPN, y'all know Boomer. He today was doing his usual thing, but with NHL names. It was Max Pumpkin Patch already. Dougie Green Eggs and Ham, Alton. Braden, don't point. Mom said it's rude. (laughs) (laughs) So ESPN, ready to roll. With coverage and a doubleheader tonight, Tampa Bay home to Pittsburgh, Vegas home to Seattle. I wish I was there in Sin City tonight, but we will be watching. Listen, we're out of time for the opening segment. We'll just continue with points three through six when we continue. And I'll turn down the television in the lobby because I left it turned up. You're watching the RP show. No game plus today, but we are back on Facebook Live and YouTube. Also, listen live at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Autumn is in the air. The pumpkins are in the patch. And our friends at Manscaped are here to make sure you don't carve your pants pumpkins when you're grooming. If you know what I'm saying. Make sure you're keeping things fresh this fall with the leaders in male grooming and their brand new fourth generation performance package. Boys, get ready for a cuffing season like no other. Ready to take the leap into fall with Manscaped? Join the two million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. Again, join the 2 million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. But you got to use the promo code FANSIDED20. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. It is uh, the second segment. Canada's daytime sports talk show continues. Thanks for being with us. Again, not on Game Plus television today. Thank God that we have the streaming options. Facebook Live and YouTube Live are rolling. And as always, you can listen 24-hour sports talk at rodpeterson.com. We'll pick up our quick six show topics in a moment. But just the biggest 
items, as far as I'm concerned, are John Gruden resigning Monday night as head coach of the Vegas Raiders. I think by now we all know why. And then tonight, opening night in the National Hockey League. And Donald Mitchell, one of our viewers, uh, Navy guy, writes in and says, Gruden, wow, nothing you do online is a secret. If you won't say a slur to a person's face, then don't do it in an email or tweet or post. That's what we're facing today. That's what I'm saying. They're saying how smart he is on ESPN this morning. I'm like, he clearly isn't that smart. I don't care how smart you think. Maybe he's smart football-wise. He probably is. Not smart life-wise. And also, Patrolman Pete watching in Winnipeg says, when's that Eichel trade going to happen? And I'm like, I'm glad that he brought that up because oh, we see late last week who reported that, oh, there's some stirrings now in the Jack Eichel trade situation with Buffalo. How long has that been going on? I keep continually getting sucked in, and we're as bad as anybody, for listening to the bunk. All you need to do is watch the games. I thought Carson Wentz was dead. And then I watched him and with my own eyes in Miami leading the Colts, kicking the Dolphins' ass. Do you know what I mean? It's just, oh, Tom Brady's got a thumb injury. May or may not play Thursday. He'll be playing. I know he's been ruled in for the game on Thursday night. But all this, it's fake news. Until it happens. Right. Like, until there's something happening. I I mean, I would imagine, and I, I, I don't think this is far off, that the Buffalo Sabres are having phone conversations every single day about Jack Eichel. Somewhere with somebody. Ever since this happened, and even before that. So, what do the stirrings actually mean? More teams are calling. There's been offers. They're getting close. They've told him to book a plane ticket. He's doing a physical. Like, what are this? What you know? What is this? Things are getting stirred up in the Jack Eichel situation because those calls have been happening every day, even when we think it's quiet. I know. It's just who do you do? Why am I listening to all this crap? By the way, Meg and Shan are watching from the Slapshot Sweethearts podcast, and that's a tremendous show. And they've written in and said, hey, y'all, Vegas or Seattle? Come on. How are we even talking about it? It's not if Vegas wins. It's by how much? How about that? And it's going to be three goals or more tonight. Trust me. I don't like saying it. I love Jordan Eberle like family, assistant captain of the Kraken. They're going to get rope-a-dope tonight. At T-Mobile Arena. And you and I, incidentally, will be, I said we'll be watching it, we'll probably be listening to it because we're driving to Edmonton pretty much right after the show today. And we're going to be there for the Oilers home opener and broadcasting from West Edmonton Mall Wednesday, Thursday. Is it okay that I let that out of the bag? I was hoping you would. I was kind of waiting for it. So, yeah, absolutely. Very excited about this week. We're going to, where's my belt? I'm taking this on the road. I missed it. I missed it in Florida. Where do you find a cowbell in Florida? You don't, even though the state of Florida is second highest for beef production in the United States of America behind Texas. Wow. I know my beef. By the way, the poll results. Meg and Shan want to know who's winning tonight in Vegas. Let's go back to the big board and the poll question today, which is... Who wins tonight on opening night? All the options are there. The home teams, the road teams are a split. 81% of you people are voting for the home teams, the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Vegas Golden Knights. And that's what I think will happen. Place your wagers at betregal.net. Yeah. 
Kevin Gallant watching in Vancouver. He says, you don't live in Florida. Not yet, Kevy. <laughs> but by the way, the former voice of the Regina Pats, Las Vegas Thunder, and San Francisco Spiders, Kevin Gallant, who's watching in Vancouver right now, his son, Matthew, I'll say it, I'll say it, scored the winning goal for the Moose Jaw Warriors against the Regina Pats, God's team, Friday night at Mosaic Place. There, Kevin, congratulations. But my Pats have lost three in a row. <clears throat> From R.J. Farley. Watching on Facebook says, just want to hear you call the Pats one more time. <laughs> Grew up listening to Rod and Regina and Bruce Lubke and Brandon. The golden throat, Bruce Lubke. <laughs> By the way, I saw a guy driving a moped in Fort Lauderdale. It was on my Instagram story. Did you see that guy with a helmet? Yes. Puffing a dart. I used to have a helmet on. <laughs> and somebody wrote me and said, is that Bruce Lubke? <laughs> Because that looked like Luber, the former voice of the Brandon Wheat Kings, the Golden Throat. What a name. Which, which part? The Golden Throat. Bobby Lowe's came up with that. Like, the nicknames are just incredible from that era. <laughs> the best nicknames ever came from that era. The Golden Throat. Uh, Jennifer Illingworth watching down at the Four Seasons. She says, so jealous you guys are going to Edmonton. I haven't even seen them play in their new rink. Went to a game from the Helinka Cup a few years back. Um, I did talk to the orders the other day. Uh, looks like they're looks like we're going to be in the facility for the game Wednesday night, which I we don't need to be. I'm okay with going to Edmonton and just being around for the game. It was like going to Montreal for the Stanley Cup final. I didn't need to be in the rink. Yeah, it was just fun to be there. But the orders looks like. Uh, they're going to they're gonna bring us into the facility for the game. Um, Jeff, the Stamps fan, has shown up. How about that? Good morning, all, he says. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. How about them Stamps? Mm-hmm. The guy that doesn't Spicy. show up after his team loses, but shows up after they win. Uh, speaking of, let's go to point three. Uh, Canadian Football League. I know my American friends say, you lose me when you talk CFL. And by the way, they all say that. Um, we started as a CFL show. We have very clearly pivoted that we are an NHL show first now, not CFL anymore. Doesn't mean that we'll totally ignore it. So for the Americans that don't care for the CFL, just hang on to your bingo cards for one second. Because there was some great games on Monday in the CFL. Montreal beat Ottawa 20 to 16 on the last play in Montreal. 20 to 16, Alouettes winning. And then the late game, walk-off field goal by Boris Beatty. I've never quite known how to say his name, but I think I should figure it out by now. Is it Bede? Bede? Beatty? Whatever. The guy can kick field goals. And he kicked a walk-off. Did you watch it at Tim Hortons? Yeah. Kicked a good one. It was great. Very entertaining. Devaris Daniels showed up too. Made some big plays, including that touchdown. Um, it was a fun game to watch. Mm-hmm. And it's always fun when, it's a, when it comes down to the final play. But, man, that was a good, good kick at the end. Uh, by the way, from Don Mitchell, Navy friend, says uh, your American friends need to open their horizons a bit. Actually, no, Don, the CFL needs to open up their doors a little bit. It's not, it's not on anybody else but the CFL. The people are losing interest in the CFL. So I'm going to tell you that right now. CFL could do a hell of a lot better job than what they're doing of exposure for themselves rather than just playing the games and saying, here we are. 
but I'm not going down that road. And the one thing that I heard over the weekend since I got back to the great white north is attendance. Because, let's be honest, I'm at the Dolphins game with 80,000 people. Panthers, notwithstanding, that's preseason. We're not talking about it. But the NFL, attendance not an issue. College games not an issue. But in Canada, it is an issue. Apparently, but I watched those games in the CFL. Looked like good crowds in Montreal and Hamilton. Don't really want to go down that road. You were talking with some junior hockey personnel on the weekend that couldn't believe the low crowds in the Western Hockey League to start, like, really low crowds. Yeah. But I'm over it. I'm past it. Checked out in a lot of ways. Uh, I showed up and called that Pats game. Loved it. Went and had a turkey supper with you. And uh, it's all great. I'm not worried about these things anymore. I said... Teams are going to have to work really hard in this country to get people back into their facilities once they can. And people are like, no, Rod, you don't know what you're talking about. No, no, no. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. People can't live without it. So I'll just shut up and go play my little piano and sing my little songs over here. You go do your thing. I don't want to talk about attendance. Are we done with that? Sure. Uh, Other than my commentary uh, today on Cat Country 98 FM, And Rock 98.5 FM is regarding the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And I will say, one thing I've heard since returning from Florida is what's wrong with the Rough Riders? What's wrong with the Rough Riders? It's very similar to being in South Florida last month. What's wrong with the Dolphins? What's wrong with the Dolphins? You understand fans are fans no matter where you are. (laughs) They're all the same. Oh, yeah. They just wear different colors. Uh, It just bothers me that the fans seem to be turning on the franchise quarterback here by name, Cody Fajardo. That that worries me, but that's like me trying to stop that just because I love Cody Fajardo is like pushing a ball uphill. You're not going to – eventually you're going to get crushed. So do you do you. Yeah. Um, this football team's lost four of its last six, and there's panic in the rectangle. But we will examine that a little later on. We're not going to go – much longer in this segment because Buck Martinez has logged in from, I believe, Florida. We'll find out with Buck when he joins us here. But point four of the Quick Six show topics was NFL Week 5 notes. We can go back to the Monday Night Football game last night. Another overtime game. I think it's a third of Monday Night Football already through five weeks. And Baltimore beat Indianapolis 31-25. I just laugh because the guys are saying... You see Graziano on Get Up this morning saying that Lamar Jackson's the MVP. He's the most valuable quarterback. I'm like, I saw him fumble the ball away twice on Monday Night Football just a couple weeks ago in Vegas. Lamar Jackson's not my MVP. But we can have a fun talk a little later about who is. For sure we can. Wait a minute. No, the question will be, why is Dakota (laughs) Prescott the MVP of the NFL? How many reasons can we have? The quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. You lost me. Uh, point five, Major League Baseball playoffs. The Blue Jays, of course, out. I told you, people, that I lo- lost a little interest when Canada's team fell out on the last day of the regular season. We're kind of pulling for the Giants because of our buddy Tim Leeper. And they've got the Dodgers on the ropes. They're up 2-1 in that series, which probably shouldn't be a surprise. But a lot of people, including me, thought that the Dodgers would be in the World Series. And that's not to say they won't be, but they got some work to do. And then in the other series, uh, Houston leading Chicago 2-1. And uh, the Braves are up on uh, the Brewers 2-1 in that series. And Boston's moved on. And Kevin Cash is getting ripped apart for some managerial decisions with his pitching staff again in the final game. So we'll get into that with Buck. My sixth point was our weekend photo album. 
for the Great Western Brewing Company, but we don't have it ready to go today. So we'll do it tomorrow from Edmonton when we're broadcasting from the West Edmonton Mall. We're going to pause here, and the great Buck Martinez, the great Buck Martinez joins us next. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube and Facebook Live today, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now, back to the studio with Rob. Back in the bunker. Welcome back, everybody. It's Canada's daytime sports talk show, Game Plus Television Network, YouTube and Facebook. And uh, it's not like Buck Martinez needs an introduction, but I'm going to say it anyway. Former Kansas City Royal Milwaukee Brewer, Toronto Blue Jay for six seasons, retired as a Blue Jay in 86, was a skipper of Canada's team in the early 2000s and, of course, a broadcaster for a long, long time. And he joins us today from the Sunshine State. It's a true honor. First time I've had a chance to visit with him. How you doing, Buck? I'm doing great, Brad. How are you? Thanks for having me today. Oh, my, my pleasure. My pleasure. Obviously, your voice <clears throat> is the soundtrack of a lot of our lives up here. And, Buck, I'm going to jump right into the deep end here with this Blue Jays season that went down to the final day. I'm sure you never get tired of talking about it. I've been pretty hard on them that they squandered a lot of opportunities with this great young team. How are you on the Jays season, the fact that they didn't even get a wild card berth with this amount of talent and the records that they set? Well, I think it was an exceptional season given the challenges they were presented by moving three times, playing in two minor league ballparks. I think Charlie did a heck of a job with his team, keeping everybody focused on the field. Uh, I, I can't fathom how many other teams would have handled it as well as the Blue Jays. And yeah, there was a lot of talent on this team, but there's a lot of these guys that are playing for the first time in a full season. And I think to uh, win as many games as they did and go down to the final day, they had opportunities in August. They kind of got off to a little bit of a slow start that month, and they couldn't win any games. They were slumping a bit as a team, and then they really turned things on again in September. But I think for a team that's the youngest team in baseball, that uh, they should be very proud of their season as much as it was a disappointment on that final Sunday when they look back now a couple of weeks uh, after the World Series. I think they'll be very pleased with their season. So, Buck, what do you see ahead for the team? Like, if they lose Robbie Ray and if they lose Marcus Semyon, how, those are pretty big holes there. Are they going in the right direction? How, how, how wide is the window open here for Blue Jays' success in the next three to five years? Yeah, it's fairly wide open when you think of Bo and Vladdy. They're the core of this team, and they're 22 and 23, respectively. So, you know, they're going to be around for a while. And Nate Pearson looks like he might have finally figured things out toward the end of the season. So he could be plugged in. Alec Manoa is 23. he got Barrios for another year. If I were the Blue Jays, of course, my number one concern is bringing uh, Marcus Simeon back. He's the guy I want back because he's an everyday player and a terrific teammate great citizen and had a phenomenal year. I'd like to have him back first and foremost. Secondly, I might sign Steven Matz before I really make a big push to bring Robbie Ray back. I want Robbie Ray back. There's no question about it. But Matz might be an easier sign, and he might be a little bit more reliable. Robbie Ray is a full effort, 100% max effort guy, and he's a two-pitch pitcher that had a phenomenal season. I think he's going to win the Cy Young. But I would focus first and foremost on signing Simeon as an everyday player, 
and bringing Steven Matz back to complement the starting rotation and then really try and push hard to bring Robbie Ray back. Buck, as a career broadcaster, I'm dying to ask you this question. The trained ear, I don't think, would notice that you were at home for the season. How difficult was it, A, and B, I should tell you, with Sportsnet's decision to carry the TV broadcasts on radio, you were heard all through Western Canada this year, and so they really couldn't tell what was going on. So you couldn't tell unless you knew, but it was pretty big news that Buck was at home in Florida all year. What was that like? Yeah. And most of the time, Pat was in Cincinnati as well when we were doing the games. It was challenging, Rob. There's no question about it. Um, You know, my strength as a broadcaster, in my mind, is being on the field before the game, talking to the players, the coaches, and the managers to get all the information possible to bring it to the fans on that night. But couldn't do that this year. Obviously, once they left Dunedin, we didn't have any contact at all with the team or the coaches or managers other than the Zoom calls that were kind of a daily process. But towards the end of the season, I think everybody was getting tired of the Zoom calls. I think the players and the coaches were, and I think the media was kind of uh, tired of it as well. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's challenging, no question about it. But I think I had a lot of people ask me, are you in Toronto? Because I think it was fairly seamless working with Dan and Pat. I think we worked together for so long that we kind of knew exactly the direction that each of us was going, and I think it was a pretty seamless broadcast. Absolutely it was, and I just I heard those games now over the radio for the first time ever, and uh, I'll be honest, not just because you're on the show, but hearing your voice echoing <laughs> across Western Canada was like a, <sighs> it just felt so good. To the teams that are in the playoffs, Boston taking out Tampa Bay, did you see this coming in the fashion that it has? No, I didn't. I have to be honest with you, and, and we know Kike Hernandez has had a lot of success in the postseason. He did with the Dodgers, and again, he came up big with the Red Sox, and he's got 10 hits in the postseason more than anyone else. But uh, I thought Tampa Bay would figure out a way to win it, and they uh, had two great games at the end. They came back and uh, pushed the Red Sox in game three and came back and pushed them again in game four. But uh, in the final analysis, Boston Playing at home in Fenway, that's a special place. And I think that really energized their team and allowed them to advance. And now they'll meet the winner of Houston and Chicago. So it's uh, it's a pretty good team. They overcame a lot, too. You remember, Ron, they had a lot of problems with COVID late in the season. And they had to dig down deep into the minor league system and brought in some free agents. So they deserve a lot of credit for getting through all of that and advancing now to the next round. Is Kevin Cash getting unfairly criticized dare I say, ripped for his handling of his pitchers <laughs> in these last two postseasons? Yeah, it's unfortunate. You know, I had Kevin as a player when I managed the Blue Jays, and he was uh, with us in uh, the organization. But uh, I, I'm really down on the move he made last night when Colin McHugh is just sailing through the lineup. 18 pitches, he takes him out of the game. I mean, I think you've got to trust your eyes at some point. And he was criticized for the Blake Snell move last year in the World Series at a time when the Dodgers weren't even coming close to Snell. I think the same was true last night with Colin McHugh. I think that you've got to believe your eyes. And when he's setting down those guys as easily as he was, why make a change? He'd only thrown 18 pitches, and I know he's a reliever. But at the same time, you've got to rely on the adrenaline of the moment the fact that he was really dealing and shutting down the Red Sox in their home ballpark. And I think it's unfortunate they went to Shane McClanahan and he gave up all those five runs. And that was really the difference in the game, that early move by Kevin Cash. My West Coast friends say this Dodgers-Giants series 
is going to be a war. Obviously, they hate each other. Tremendous rivals. How do you feel about the way that series has gone with the Giants up 2-1? Well, Ron, I grew up a Giant fan. I saw my first game in 1958 at Seal Stadium, and Willie Mays was playing in center, so they've always been my favorite team. And there is a definite border between L.A. and San Francisco as far as sports. It goes true with the Warriors and Lakers. It's true with the 49ers and the Rams of the past. And it's certainly true with the Dodgers and Giants. And this is a terrific matchup, and we've seen some great games. One to nothing last night. Scherzer gives up the home run to Longoria, and the Giants made several good defensive plays to keep it that scoreless game. But uh, I think it's going to be another exciting game. Uh, Anthony DiScofani goes against the uh, Dodgers tonight, and they've hit him hard all season long, so it's going to be interesting to see how they fare in this game. They could be going to the next step themselves, and nobody, I mean nobody, predicted that the Giants would have the season they put together. <laughs> 107 wins, absolutely. You obviously know Tim Leeper. We had him on last week. I said, I'm pulling for the Giants because of you, Tim, uh, now that he's working in their organization. A wonderful triple header today in Major League Baseball playoffs. And, Buck, will you uh, have a role? You're usually at the microphone for the big games here in October. What's your sked here for the uh, playoffs? Now, I won't be doing any of the games this year. I'm just going to be doing some work with Jamie Campbell in a pregame show, and we'll be on from time to time on uh, MLB Central with Jamie and Joe Siddle. But, uh, no, I won't be doing any of the games like I've done in the past. Well, enjoy it. I know you will, uh, Buck. Clearly big fans here. Thanks for the time and waiting a long time to do this. So uh, enjoy the offseason. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Sportsnet and Blue Jays great Buck Martinez joining us from the Sunshine State. We'll take a timeout. We'll answer some of your questions, which has come in. I think I can handle those regarding the Blue Jays. And we got a sports update, too. Uh, on the way, Vincent Trocheck of the Carolina Hurricanes going to join us live on NHL opening week. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now back to your host, Rod Peterson. We're back live in the bunker, and the moose is running around here somewhere, but we got a big day. We got a yeah, – he's not here. Really big day. I can handle this segment myself, I think, um, because after today, I'm taping my Rough Riders television show this afternoon, and then we're jumping in the car, and we're driving to Edmonton. I guess it's that way, or as you're looking at it, that way. And Wednesday, Thursday, we'll be broadcasting from the West Edmonton Mall and going to the Oilers and the Vancouver Canucks home opener on Wednesday night. I'm going to get to your viewer comments in a moment, but first a sports update. The puck drops on another NHL season tonight with a doubleheader on ESPN and Sportsnet. The Tampa Bay Lightning will raise their third Stanley Cup championship banner before facing the Pittsburgh Penguins at Amelie Arena. Second game features the NHL's 32nd franchise, the Seattle Kraken, who visit... Canada's team, the Vegas Golden Knights. And by the way, I want to sink right into this uh, probably next segment when the Moose is back with me. But I was talking to Tampa Bay's assistant GM the other night, Al Murray. We talked about this being the best rivalry in hockey right now, the Panthers and the Lightning. It's a thing. It's the best rivalry. We sat down in the media room at the Brand Center and we talked about it. He goes, orders, flames, good, not as hot as it was or could be. Capitals, Penguins, not really there anymore. 
You tell me what's a better rivalry than the Lightning and the Panthers right now. And uh, the other thing was interesting was the Lightning captain, Steven Stamkos, saying, if you think that they've lost their hunger, the Lightning, he said winning three Stanley Cups in a row takes them outside of NHL fandom into all of pro sports, the big four leagues, dynasties and legendary status. That's what the Lightning are going after. Three straight championships. You're not just hockey heroes then. You're sports legends. Interesting comments from Steven Stamkos. Uh, So we can talk more of that next uh, break. But we have very clearly made the decision we're an NHL show, not a CFL show anymore. Doesn't mean that we will ignore the CFL, but it's changed. Get with it. It's a rapid downfall for John Gruden. Gruden resigned Monday night as head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders of the NFL because of emails containing racist, homophobic, and misogynistic comments. The emails were obtained by the New York Times. Gruden is in the fourth year of a 10-year, $100 million deal he signed with the Raiders in 2018. The legend of Lamar Jackson continues to grow. The star quarterback led the Baltimore Ravens back from a 16-point fourth-quarter deficit last night, orchestrating three consecutive touchdowns to secure his team a 31-25 overtime victory over the Indianapolis Colts on Monday Night Football. And the Toronto Raptors wrap up their preseason tonight in Washington against the winless Wizards. Raps cruised by Houston 107-92 last night in Cam Birch's first game of the preseason. The sports update for Ballers Rec Room. Check out our brand new line of games. Book your group or business Christmas party now for the Tap Brewhouse and drive through Liquor Store where you'll never have to ask to have the CFL game put on their TVs. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. Okay, it is viewer takeover. I have the Prairie Mobile text line in my hands from the metal shingle guy writing from the 306. He says, how about that turkey bowl? Argos. And says, yes, Rod, the NFL has been so good and exciting this year. It's been hard to get into the three down game. That's from metal shingle guy. Ray in the six watching. Kitchener, Ontario area. He says, hi, Rod. Hope you had a blast in Florida. Great weekend for sports. Argo's last-minute field goal for a big win. Great baseball game as the Bosox move on. And the NHL gets going tonight with Canada's team. The Golden Knights can't ask for much more. And good news on the OHL is up to 100% capacity. Now it's up to the teams to get them there. It's a lot of thoughts from Ray and the Six checking in today. Uh, from Leonard... From the 536, he says, uh, I had a dream. The good Lord appeared to me and told me the last two games against Calgary was not a sprinkle of Jesus, but it was a sprinkle of Satan. You got a sound effect for that? How about that? Spicy. Spicy. The devil masterminded the Calgary Stampeders sweeping the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in a back-to-back. Maybe. We can talk about that next hour, too, if you wish. Like I say, I just transplanted locales. I'm in South Florida. It's what's wrong with the Dolphins everywhere I go. I come back to the rectangle. It's what's wrong with the Riders everywhere I go. Fans are the same everywhere. And Mandy in Edmonton writes in. She says, sorry, but I called it with Fajardo's first season luck. Not saying he won't be great next season. 
With Harris in next Elks game, at least there's some competition against Winnipeg. That's from Mandy. Uh, Yes, the Edmonton Elks looking at making a change to their quarterback for this week's game against Winnipeg. Like it's going to matter. Time to break, isn't it, Clark? You're counting me out. Well, we still got a minute. What am I going to talk about for a minute? I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Um, From Christine. My cousin Christine in Madison Hats watching. Hey, Chris. She says, hope the Kraken do well. What do you mean, tonight? They're going to get their asses handed to them by the Vegas Golden Knights tonight. You watch. Three goals or more. And if you were missing uh, the first segment of the show, I said we will be broadcasting from West Edmonton Mall Wednesday, Thursday, so I'll be coming through Alberta, but just not through Medicine Hat. The Slapshot uh, slap Sweethearts still watching. And where did it go? She said, we could vomit watching that banner go up tonight. Well, they earned it. They earned it. So we got a lot to talk about next segment. And the Moose will be back. Hang on, everybody. Hour 2 is brought to you by Core Grain coming up after this break on Game Plus. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.